was 1912. The place, Pasadena, California. The day was Thursday, August 15th, and John McWilliams Jr. and his wife Julia Weston had just given birth to a baby girl who would go on to change the way people all over North America looked at food cooked and ate. The baby was given the name Julia Carolyn McWilliams, though you may know her better by her married name. I'm Chef Ben, this is Food in Five, and today, on this very special day, we are taking a look at the brief history of Julia Child. You may know her from her multiple television shows, the books she co-authored, or just from her name, but if you live in North America, know it or not, Julia Child has had an effect on how you eat. To me, one of the most interesting things about Julia Child is that the thing she is most known for didn't come to her until later in life, when she was 36. She didn't grow up with a deep knowledge of food. She didn't have a born passion for it. It was something she discovered, fell in love with, and pursued. But to truly understand Julia Child, we first need to understand Julia Carolyn McWilliams. So Julia was born into a fairly affluent family. Her father was a graduate of Princeton University, and her mother was an heiress to a paper company. This affluence afforded Julia the opportunity to be educated at the Branson Boarding School just outside San Francisco. Julia was an athletic student who played golf, tennis, and basketball, and with a height of 6'2", she would have been one of the tallest players on the court. After the Branson School, Julia attended Smith College, where she earned a major in history in 1934. After graduating, Julia got a job as a copywriter in the marketing department of a prominent furniture and rug store in New York, W&J Salon, uh, whose clientele included the White House and the Rockefellers. But with the outbreak of World War II in 1939, Julia tried to enlist uh, for the Women's Army Corps and the Navy's Waves, but she was too tall. Instead, she joined the OSS, or Office of Strategic Services, which was essentially the beginning of the CIA. She started as a typist, but soon, due to her education and drive, was given more and more responsibility and trust until she became a top-secret researcher working directly for the head of the OSS. Julia had many responsibilities during her time of service, one of which was to help develop a shark repellent to prevent sharks from attacking and exploding mines. This shark repellent is still used by the U.S. military today. In 1944 and 1945, Julia was stationed in Sri Lanka, modern-day Sri Lanka, and Kuming, China, as the chief of the OSS registry. It was during this time in the OSS that Julia met her future husband, Paul Child, who was also a member of the OSS. They married in 1946. And two years later, in 1948, Paul was assigned to the U.S. Information Agency in France, and it was here that Julia began her culinary career. It was partly because she was bored and needed something to occupy her time, and partly because she had recently had an opening of the soul and spirit, that's a quote from her, brought on by a meal of oysters and sole menuret. I did not pronounce that right. That she enrolled um, in the culinary... Excuse me. She enrolled in Le Cordon Bleu in Paris, which even today is considered one of the most prestigious cooking schools in the world. 
While living in France, Julia joined a woman's cooking club where she met Simone Beck and Louisette Berthol, the two women who would co-author Mastering the Art of French Cooking with Julia. It was this book, initially rejected by her publisher for being too big, that changed Julia's life. In 1962, while promoting the book, Julia appeared on a book review TV show. She did so well, had such a great presence, and viewers loved her demonstration of how to make an omelet so much that she was offered a TV show. The French Chef first went to air on February 11, 1963, and was a hit right off the bat. The show ran for 10 years and won multiple awards, including Emmys and Peabody's. And due to the limited technology of the time, all of Julia's mistakes were left in the show. But rather than detracting from the show, these mistakes actually added to her appeal. It made other people feel like it was okay to mess up. Now, I believe that Julia's greatest contribution isn't so much the work she left behind, but rather the ideas she instilled in people. The good food and good cooking does not have to be reserved for a select few. She showed generations of people that perfection is imperfection. The real value of anything is in its uniqueness. It's in the mistakes and blemishes that we find beauty. She made good food accessible to anyone who was interested. Julia died on August 13, 2004, which was two days before her 92nd birthday. Today marks her 107th birthday. Now, there are a lot of chefs that have changed the culinary industry. There are lots of TV chefs that have introduced new ideas and recipes to people. But none have been as influential or have, or have been as important or have as an important a legacy as Julia. I'm Chef Ben. This is Food in Five. And this has been the Brief History of Julia Child. You can follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Chef Ben Kelly and on Facebook at Ben Kelly Cooks. And of course, you can like and subscribe to the podcast. You can tell your friends about it. You can share it, whatever you want to do. It's all for you. Thank you, as always, for listening. And you know what? On this very special day, go out, get yourself some beef and some mushrooms and some red wine and cook up some beef bourguignon or get some chocolate and make some chocolate mousse or something. Just make one of Julia's recipes today because I think that we all kind of owe her a lot more than we realize. Thank you, everybody. Have a great day. I'll be back tomorrow with another fantastic episode of Food and Five.